This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Back to the Future Part 2. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today we'll be discussing the movie Back to the Future Part 2, which my guests have seen before. My first guest is the founder of the SamCast Network. Please welcome back to Cinemavention, Samuel Lewis. How are you doing, Sam? Glad to be back for Part 2. Let's do this. Absolutely. And uh, joining us uh, for the first time, first time guest to the show, he is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor. Please welcome Dolan Moles, aka Wearmole Three. How are you doing? How you doing, man? I, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to talk about Back to the Future Part Two with both of you guys. Now, uh, it is Im- it is implied throughout the Cinemavention episodes, like you know, I, when we talk about the movies, obviously we're going to be spoiling the movies, right? So I feel like that's kind of implied. But for this particular episode, uh, since Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 kind of go together so well, um, I will give a spoiler warning for everybody. Um, If you have not seen Back to the Future or Back to the Future Part 3, just fair warning, spoiler alert, we probably will be talking about each of those movies as well. Uh, So you have been warned. With that being said... Uh, Back to the Future Part 2 is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors, and as of this recording, is not available to stream in the U.S. Of course, check JustWatch.com for any updates on that. Back to the Future Part 2 was released by Universal Pictures on November 22nd, 1989. The movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis and stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Tom Wilson, and Elizabeth Shue. The movie had a budget of $40 million and made $332.5 million in the theaters. Uh, I'm going to start with you first, Dolan. Uh, when did you see this movie for the first time? Uh, I, well, I had to have been at least five when I watched this or so. Uh, I can't exactly remember what prompted it, but I remember my mom was like, hey, let's go watch this, was like, watch this movie and put on um, the DVD for me to watch. Um after watching this the first one of course and ever since then i've just been in love with it and i watch try to watch it at least once a year if not twice a year all right on and what about you sam mine was probably close to around the time whenever i watched the first one because i think by the point that i had watched these all of them were obviously out because i mean this one came out the year i was born so if that Mm -hmm. gives you uh so yeah it's i think they were all out by the time that i got around to them um so they were probably rapid secession um and again it was the whole story that got me into my time travel fandom that a lot of people know me for 
So yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we we talked about that uh, last episode that you were on, Sam. And uh, yeah, no, this is uh, I, this is one of uh, this is one of the be- one of the better time travel movies, I think. So Definitely. this is uh, this is going to be fun to talk about. Um, so uh, so you, so it sounds like you guys. Uh, so so I, it sounds like Dolan might have seen it in the theaters. Uh, Sam, obviously, you didn't see it in theaters. Um, right. But yeah, but obviously you watched it after the fact. Um, so so right I, mean, I, I mean, I've. I mean, I've seen it in theaters that re-releases, but I'm younger, the younger than the actual release. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So this movie is all about the future, which is interesting with uh, the Back to the Future name, right? Because Back to the Future kind of implies that they are going to the future, but that's not really what happens in the first movie. In the In the first movie, we're going back to 1955. This one, though... We are going forward to the year 2015, the future, right? (laughs) Which it's weird because it's now the past for us here in 2022. So it's weird to watch this movie from the perspective of people in 1989 thinking what 2015 would be like. And I thought we could spend some time here uh, talking about... um, what they thought about the future, like what did they get right? What did they get wrong? And uh, there's actually, I will say, it's not completely like fabricated either. Like there are some things that they actually got right. Uh, of course, there are some stuff that they got way wrong. Uh, but uh, but let's go ahead and uh, start with where are my flying cars? God damn it! I was promised flying <laughs> cars in this movie. I was promised flying cars and they're not here. <laughs> I I don't think I trust us with flying cars. Yeah. I, I think I'm happy that they didn't get this right. Can you imagine how many accidents like what I, back before my road became not a main road anymore, people would literally fly off. And I do not mean like, oh, they skidded off of it. I mean, they would literally leave the road and fly up in the air and <laughs> land in my parents' yard. Okay, that's the type of curve I live on. Um, I can only imagine that going worse by all of a sudden, oh, by the way, you're about, I don't know several feet up in the air and something gives out or you smash into someone because no one's a trained pilot or whatever it i can i foresee so many problems yeah <laughs> yeah the the potential for like sec- even secondary accidents from the main from thing is just yeah no, my trust my trust in the average driver is for that is not good. yeah well, see, and like they've tried to do flying cars for years, right? Like you keep hearing, mm. you keep hearing about like, oh, the, they have these concepts of like flying cars and everything, right? But in my mind, here's the other problem, right? Is that like, you know, airplanes do exist, right? So in order to do flying cars, you would have to somehow figure out routes that wouldn't intersect with airplanes. And it's... I, I don't know how you would do that from a logistics standpoint. I really don't, you know? I mean, it what what little we got to see of the system that they had set up in that there were clearly hovering things that people had to drive in between. So mm-hmm. it's like they made sky roads in a way. Right. So I suppose that would make sure that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. But but also like how do you get those like I, in the air I, and stuff? Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, if you're flying cars, what is there need for planes? That's could be the only thing. It's like you know, one unless for like longer routes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could be the, that would be the only thing I could say. It's like, hey, you know, you don't you don't have the you know small town to you know the less than the short distance trips could be cut out from the planes, but you'd still have the long like cross country inter inter country. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I guess they could be like limited to like you know like yeah like you said those cross country flights like you know from New York to L A or something like that. You know, like obviously you might need a plane for that. But like if you're going from um if you're going from like point A to point B and it's like you know from state to state you know like that would probably work. But you know I did I did find it interesting though that they still have road cars like actual like cars that drive on the road still and so they're kind of it, it's almost like they're kind of in a transitional period which makes sense yeah. right because we have self driving cars that are like you know, starting to become a more viable option. And, you know, eventually there's probably going to be a system where, um, you know, you'll have self-driving cars and then you'll have people who are driving regular cars still. Um, so I thought that was super realistic, actually. Mm -hmm. And of course, Goldie Wilson's <laughs> future um, bloodline is going to be selling these cars as a side note <laughs> yeah and also the fact that you can convert a flying car or convert road cars into flying cars which i thought was interesting as well uh so that for the low low price of don't make me quote it i'm not that good <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't write it in my notes yeah goldie wilson the third's hover conversions mm-hmm yep. mm -hmm. uh so let's talk about uh power laces so power laces are interesting because I do remember in because uh, we, we talked about this in the watch party in 2014, they actually released them as a real uh, thing, right? It was a real shoe. I don't remember if it was Nike or not, but it was, it was yeah. Nike. But I think, yeah, I think yeah, it actually might have been. Released, yeah, Nike released the shoe, like the actual Back to the Future shoe yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, it was a yeah. I think from my understanding, it was like they released like I think it was ten thousand copies of each size, and then mm -hmm. it was and then they sold it. And the only way you could get it was selling it for, um, so, so it was like was buying it on eBay, and all the money went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of neat. It's supposed it's now like one of the holy grail if you collect shoes. So yeah. It does make me wonder, though, like it almost makes you wonder if they invented it just to make the movie like realistic. You know what I mean? Like it it almost seemed like, you know, because it was right or right on time, like, you know, just a year prior in 2014, you know. So <laughs> I, it, I don't know. It just makes me wonder, like they just invented it to make the movie true, because I don't I just I don't see them being practical at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. As yeah, a I, as a man who recently bought a pair of shoes because you can slip in and out of them and never have to tie them again in your life, I disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like I have an orthotic brace and I would kill for a pair of shoes that could open up as wide as it possibly can and then get really tight. So, okay, yeah, it's, no, that's yeah, fair. no, I, yeah, but I don't know, yeah, if you watch the, the, I think I watched the, the development video and it's just like you could tell they're just geeking out the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right on. Apparently in 2015, they've abolished all lawyers, and that's how the judicial system goes super <laughs> fast in the year 2015. 
Uh, no. <laughs> Not <laughs> Nope. Nope. Just wrong. 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 <laughs> uh, Although nowadays some people wish they would, but that's right. Point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, we could have a whole other podcast about just that. <laughs> yep. But uh, someone asked during the watch party if Texaco is still a thing because uh, it was featured it as like a gas station there. And I did a little digging. Turns out, yes, they are still owned and operated. Um, of course, they're owned by Chevron now, uh, but they are still uh, open and operating uh, across the U.S. So so that's pretty cool. Of course, I don't think they look like that exactly, but right. <laughs> but still, I mean, hey. <laughs> I will say with the uh with the jaws like what what version of jaws were they on was it like 19 Jaws 19 Yeah Jaws 19 yeah. with uh, and th- I will say they kind of got augmented reality right if you think about it right cuz the jaw comes out and bites quote unquote bites Marty and if you think about it you could translate that as you know augmented reality kind of you know yeah, they just didn't need the glasses for it in this case. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I guess that's the only thing you could say was, you know, that they got wrong. But, you know, I mean, they've got like um, they've got, you know, stuff like that, um, you know, it, at, you know, Disney World and Disneyland and all of those places. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And another argument that that whole the whole Jaws is like, hey, yeah, we have a lot of movies that are just sequels of sequels of sequels of sequels. Of sequels yeah, of the sequels. Other, <laughs> yeah. The other joke that they make is stay tuned for our review of Rocky Five Thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's almost kind of their own like little if you think about it too, it's kind of it's kind of like they're they're like digging on themselves, right? They're kind of making fun of themselves, right? Because they because that movie is their movie is also a sequel, if you think about yeah, it. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, I, I, I do love that. So, uh, that old Macintosh in the store window listed as an antique computer, right? You know, it's not really like a prediction, like, but it really is, right? Like, I know that, like, people today call the old Macintoshes antique computers now, right? Like, I know that's not hard to get right, you know, (laughs) but it's still cool that they called that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that was a super cool shout out. The idea that the Mac would be prevalent enough that it would still be in an antique shop. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, yeah, especially because, you know, Apple wasn't looking too good in the uh, in the 90s. So. <laughs> so although I think at that point you had uh, Jeff Goldblum doing and doing commercials for them and going beige, beige. What is what is why, why are computers beige? I don't I don't get this. Give us some color. Come on, please. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the. That's an actual Mac computer commercial, by the way. He did commercials for Macintosh. If you've not seen them, look them up. Italian chef's kiss. Dude, I got to I got to check those out. They're amazing. But yeah, I think that was around the era where they were like getting that to go on. Um, So, yeah, at that point, it was just Apple kind of getting started. And that's neat that they still put them in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Those Michael Jackson and Ronald Reagan figurines, 
at that 80s retro place, right? I mean, because it is retro in 2015. In fact, that's actually kind of a thing, too. Like, there are entire, like, <laughs> restaurants and stuff that are completely 80s themed, and that is literally their goal is to make them, you know, feel like the 80s, right? Totally. And And I pointed this out because uh, I noticed this. I was like, you know what? This is kind of similar to deepfakes, right? You know, mm. I mean, so they kind of got that right. I mean, they might have been a little ahead of their time, maybe, but still, I mean, they, they, they got it. They, they got that right. You know, deepfakes is essentially the same thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, you called this one. Ne- neither me or where I don't think thought about it until mm-hmm. you know it's like, wait, he's correct. So yeah, yeah. yeah until call. you put until you put it out, it didn't even click. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you were telling me, uh, you were telling me, uh, Sam, like when we, ha- we had a little production meeting and you were telling me that, uh, cause we were looking up like who voiced them. We thought maybe it was actually Michael Jackson and Ronald Reagan that voiced them. But, uh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Cause it wouldn't have been a surprise if, especially if Ronald Reagan had done it, especially considering he had history, uh, the line in Back to the Future 1, Ronald Reagan, the actor, and who's who's vice president? Jerry Lewis? Apparently there is a story that whenever Reagan heard that in the theater, I don't know if I said this in the first episode or not, but he loved that line. Like, he absolutely fell in love with the idea of them making fun of him being an actor mm-hmm. and stuff, because rega- regardless of how you felt about his politics, Ronald Reagan had a sense of humor for miles, that man did. Yeah. Um, so so we had to look it up because it was also possible that uh, knowing Michael Jackson, they could have got Michael Jackson to do it. But sure enough, both of the people that they got were both a Michael Jackson and a Ronald Reagan impersonator, respectfully, as in people that did that for their living. So it's not like they just got someone, hey, you can do a Michael Jackson and hey, you can do a Ronald Reagan. They got professional impersonators that did that for their day job to yeah. do those characters. Yeah, so. the, the, a lot of them on the uh, on Sunset Boulevard, they'll have uh, those impersonators on the on the sidewalk there. Like I, I'll mm. see, like I see TikToks of that all the time, and it's oh, yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, totally. So uh, also, you know, them playing the song "Beat It." I guess that was mm. kind of a quintessential song of the eighties. You know, like well, plus think about the background of it. It doesn't make sense to begin with, but once we get to the fighting bit where he's standing in front of Griff and all of that stuff's going on, suddenly beat it is the best soundtrack that could possibly be playing in that moment. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, we do have hoverboards, right? <laughs> but, they're not the hoverboards of Back to the Future 2015, though. Like, I, I mean, from what I from what I know of them, they mostly just start fires. I'm not really sure, like, what the point of them are. <laughs> we have made a hoverboard in the past, I know, but it was made to where it specifically had to stay in, like, the little skating area that it was designed for because uh, it was designed with magnets. So mm-hmm. essentially you use the opposite magnetism of two different really like strong magnets and you were able to then hover over the ground, you know, in a skate park and everything, but you couldn't then take it outside the skate park and hover down the road. Yeah, uh, You had to stick at that specific place. And I think even the bait, like the, the floor part, I'd be like super cool for it to work properly. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of ifs that had to be put into there for it to work, but at least we got something close. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, The Cubs winning the World Series. So that was actually correct, kind of. And I do remember, um, I remember back in 2015, like that was a huge deal when the Cubs like actually made it to the playoffs in 2015 and like, everyone was going crazy. It was like, oh, wow, can would can this actually come true from Back to the Future? That would be amazing if it did. Unfo- yeah, suddenly a bunch of us nerds cared about sports, right? Right, like- <laughs> right. Yeah, because normally you're like, what is this sports ball you keep talking about? <laughs> of course, uh, I know, Sam, you have that. Uh, Philip DeFranco shirt that's just sports. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wore it on Sunday because we're recording this after Super Bowl Sunday. But yes, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they actually won in 2016. So it was one year late. But, you know, like I said, they did make the playoffs in 2015. Granted, they won against the team formerly called the Cleveland Indians instead of a, you know, quote, Miami team, I guess, is what they referred to. Um mm. I will say though, as as uh, as someone who has family that are that live in Cleveland and are devout Indians slash Guardian fans, like this loss was particularly <laughs> tough for them to take because <laughs> it's like imagine like you're in the World Series against the Cubs and it's like you lose to them and it's like you know the first time they've won the World Series in like over a hundred years or something like that. So, so, you know, plus it would appear the entire globe was rooting against you for pop culture reasons. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I have to imagine that wasn't too great. But, you know, hey, Uh, so, yeah, but congrats to the Cubs. So um, making uh, making Back to the Future true, I guess, with that. So. Watching the scenery channel in that window TV, I guess you could call it a window TV, I guess, because it's it is the window, but it's just a screen, which is hilarious because like that's actually so accurate in so many ways. Right. You know, first of all, the fact that people are watching TV on their windows is like kind of a thing. It's not it's not mainstream, but I've definitely like seen that happen. Of course, like in those TV shows, they'll have like the the shot of you know the city in the background and it's literally just on a tv screen in the background you know but also there are channels on pluto tv that are basically showing something on screen all day to keep people companies like similar to this right yeah um i have a friend that does a, a board game night once a month like we do a potluck everyone brings food and stuff i walked into her house and she had a thing on the television that was playing nothing but sea turtles so it was just random footage of sea turtles the Uh entire time and i had to think about that whenever that showed up i went oh my god people are still doing this because my friend did that not a scant month ago (laughs) yeah right i mean yeah so it's basically true right i mean it might not be the exact same thing but it's pretty close (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) and and it kind of predicted flexible screens too because you saw that on yeah because that's one thing i made note of whenever you watched it earlier today it's yeah it's because you saw um, Lorraine, you know, open up the open up the the, the street or open up the window, 
Mm-hmm. And it just and it rolled up, so it's it kind of predicted flexible screens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, I will say, uh, I did you notice? I noticed that when they changed the channel, at one point they showed a brief shot of uh, New York City and the World mm-hmm. Trade Center. And yeah. unfortunately, the World Trade Center di- doesn't survive in 2015. But here's the thing. I'll give them b- the benefit of the doubt because they could say that it was retro footage of the Twin Towers. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give them the benefit yeah, of the totally. doubt on that one. You know, <laughs> touching memorial, all that business. Yeah, right. Exactly. So and then putting five TV channels on the screen at once, right? Like he, he calls up like five channels and uh. puts them on the screen, right? And here's the thing. That's actually technically possible. I remember PlayStation View, RIP, PlayStation <laughs> View had a feature like this where you could literally watch like multiple sports games at once and it would put them up on separate, uh, you know, separate little screens and put them on your TV. So this is this 100% uh, became true i i admit that scene drives me absolutely batty <laughs> whenever i see that i go no absolutely <laughs> freaking not <laughs> you know, i could get it i could get it with the sports thing though because like if you had different teams you wanted to keep track of then you're obviously watching the scores and then you're just paying attention to the audio of one of them sure but that's not what marty was duty but but Marty Jr. was pulling all of those things up and listening to the sound of all of them. I was like, I want to smash a television right now. Yeah, it's like your brain can't comprehend that, right? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. uh, (laughs) And I think he even had like his like the smart glasses he was wearing. I think he even had that on while he was doing it. He did, yes. Like as much as people go, oh, kids these days can't pay attention. It's like, look, look at the alternate 2015 where they apparently really have no attention span okay <laughs> yeah like i mean because they, they basically have like when they're around the table they're they base that's basically google glass right yeah like yeah, that's yeah. basically what that is <laughs> yeah mm. or even maybe virtual reality if you if they're depending on what yeah. the input looks like yeah totally. true yeah, yeah no on it yeah you could make an argument for that too yeah fair enough um let's see uh one thing I'm not going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt on is dehydrating pizzas that can be ready in two seconds. Not, if only. If only, right? Like, not even close. But I, I want this to be the, I want this to be real so bad. <laughs> yes, so much. Like, mm, that would be beautiful. Like, being able to make anything in two seconds, that would be good. Like, not something right. you pop in a microwave, but like, actually pull it that it's like freshly made whatever i would just i would die for that yeah yeah like it literally doesn't even have to be pizza it could be literally anything right like that would be great i feel like having a chocolate cake pop it in boom now i have a chocolate cake a whole (laughs) chocolate cake right right (laughs) yeah or like sticking out with the food it's like having the fresh fruit they just pull down from the ceiling that mm, yeah you know, like the yeah that the hydroponics thing i think is what it said on the side it was yeah it did have hydroponics which means they were growing it in there too it wasn't like they just stocked the fruit thing you're right so that's yeah. cool yeah you saw sort of like a plants and small trees and stuff so yeah that would be kind of cool to have just like oh i just want some fresh fruit and pull it down and like in their house not just outside so yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so uh 
Here's a, uh, well, I'm, well, here's the thing. So I actually did look up, uh, so on the Back to the Future wiki, uh, they do have an entry about this. And, uh, and and they did make the comparison of like, you know, if you're an astronaut, that is kind of how they do it. So you you might be able to give them this one, but still, no, like you got to be an astronaut on the International Space Station for that to be realistic in any way. Like, well, they do also have like camping meals that are these like dehydrated. Yeah. It's not it's not quite as fast. You still have to like wait, you know, five, ten minutes for it to dehydrate. But the hydration is, you know, it's pretty commercially available. OK. Yeah. And yeah. then there's there's the uh, uh, army Mountain meals House? Yeah. that you uh, get in military installations and stuff like that for yeah um, the ready-mades and stuff like that. Of course, I'm blanking on the technical term. MRE. Right now. MREs, thank you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. think I think Modern Rogue had an episode about that. Um, yeah. Guy, but, but, guy does a veteran studies podcast and he can't spit out MREs. I'm having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah, but and it's like even then with those MREs, like, it's it's mm. it's not the same, you know. It's not. Yeah. Like, it's not two seconds. You have a fresh, warm, actual flavorful meal. Because I'll even agree, like yes. some of those Mountain House rehydrable meals, they're good, but they're not as good as like a home baked version of the same item. Right. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, unfortunate. Uh, here's the other thing that I want to mention. I know we're dealing with inflation right now today, even. <laughs> But a hundred and seventy four dollars and fifty cents for a taxi ride, like, geez, it's not that expensive to ride the taxi yet. Like, my or, God, <laughs> yeah. or like fifty dollars for a bottle of Coke or a bottle yeah, of Pepsi. Yeah, a bottle of Pepsi. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Doc gave uh, Marty uh, a fifty dollars for a Pepsi. What? <laughs> I know he had changed though, because otherwise, how did he get the almanac? So I'm wondering if he didn't just have a well, fifty on him and handed yeah. him a fifty. Well, yeah. also did also did we see him ever pay for the Pepsi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. I I'm not sure he did. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, because he, he immediately like he, he gets it and then he gets accosted by by Biff in the in the uh, diner. Biff and then later yeah. Griff. Yeah, yeah, you would think that the system would at least make you pay for it and then hand it to you as opposed to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I saw. Yeah. I see those. Ro- I well, I saw those always those robot waiters treated as like always oh, if you were sitting down and eating at there. So it's not quite like a vending machine, and then you get to go sit eat. It's more of like hey, you're sitting eating, and then they're acting as the wait the wait staff. True, true. I'll I'll roll that back. You're right. That's probably how they were treating it in that case. So Which, yeah, could be both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, video calling though, they 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 a hundred percent got that right. Hundred yeah. percent. Like, and even more so because it like pretty sure it showed like the guy's address on the bottom of the screen too like so yeah video calling 100 percent they got right of course it's powered by at&t though so (laughs) (laughs) so thank nice touch yeah so thank god at&t doesn't control video calling geez imagine if they did my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) but here's something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense i i get that it's a good bit right like it's a funny bit don't get me wrong but why are they still faxing in 2015? I thought we were done with faxing. <laughs> <laughs> we we are not. As a as a guy that has a mother that is in office management, because uh, she office manages the place that I work in in the factory, they still have to fax stuff to it's mainly like medical uh 
offices yeah. and stuff like that, that they still have to fax things to. The fax mm. is not dead even in 2022. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. From a business perspective, maybe I'll give you that. But like day to day, like, like I'll tell I, you this, like I've literally only faxed one thing in my entire life. One thing. <laughs> I, and I, and it was literally just to fax information to the power company so that I could have, um, because they needed to like verify my identity for, um, you know, for setting up the electricity. Literally, that's the only I, time I've ever faxed in my life ever. I I know it's very more common in it's I mean modern day in like Japan and I think China, but don't quote me on that for like because their language is so very much sim- symbols and symbolic. And again, don't quote me on this entirely. It could be entirely different in the since I read the article, but I know it's very common. Mm-hmm. Which it was because it's how their their written language is mm-hmm. and did the, the types of the three three common types again don't put me in that i'm yeah yeah so let's talk about the usa today cover so <laughs> this one this one is neat so the usa today cover that they have in the movie uh you know based in october 21st 2015 so what's funny is the U- the actual USA Today on October 21st, 2015 actually did put out a version of the paper that was very similar to the one in the movie. Um, and, I, and I think they actually updated it, uh, updated some of the stories to better reflect like current times, basically. But you could actually get a copy of that USA Today paper. I know, uh, I know, yeah. Dolan, you said you were uh, trying to get a copy of it, but yeah. you didn't manage to get it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was where I was going to college at the time. They had you know a stand where you or a stand somewhat nearby where you get USA Today, and I I learned about it way too late. Like I learned it like toward the end of the day, and I'm like I don't have time to run. I'll get this. I gotta go. I gotta go to my triple feature. Mm. I was going to yeah, I was going to a triple feature of the of all the movies that day later in the day. Like I didn't have time to run a little ways out of the way. Yeah, right to get to it. Uh, what what about you, Sam? What did you think of that? Oh, I loved it to bits when I found out about it. I, I live in this tiny little town in Kentucky. I didn't have access to USA Today, so there was no way I was going to get my hands on it. But I I I cackled whenever I found out that they took the time to take an official newspaper and meme it up for a day. It's like, yes, that's, this yeah. is the brightness yeah, of the it's, world. It's, <laughs> it's nice that the newspaper has a sense of humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, totally. Here, here's the other thing, too. Um, I don't remember... Remember, th- this could be this c- I could be pulling this from my ass, so I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I'm almost positive that the USA Today logo like w- they changed the USA Today logo and they actually changed it to be kind of similar to uh, y- to the version of it that was in the newspaper, like even before like even before 2015 right like and it was one of those things i don't know if they planned it that way or if it just happened to work out that way (laughs) but that seems crazy to me that like the logo actually updated itself to look kind of like the back to the future version you know yeah that's yeah i yeah i can't 100 percent confirm that though so take that with a grain of salt um by the way uh if you haven't seen it Jimmy Kimmel on the October 21st, 2015 episode of his show actually brought Marty McFly and Doc Brown on the show, like in in on the day 
Uh, yes. And if you have not seen that video, uh, it's up on YouTube. We'll have a link in the show notes. It is unbelievably great. And I watched it. Um, I watched it when it originally came out. But rewatching it again after I've seen the movie just makes it that much more <laughs> fun. It's so it's so good. It is. It's it's a great bit, and you could tell like the uh, uh, Michael J. Fox and uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd just love love that role. Oh uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about foreshadowing uh, because what's interesting about uh, what's interesting about part two. So part one, so Back to the Future, the original movie, actually, strangely enough, was there was no sequel planned for <laughs> the original Back to the Future. And Sam, you and I talked about this uh, on the last episode when we talked about this. But part two was definitely written with a sequel in mind, 100%. Yeah, they were pretty much making both movies at the same time, essentially. So yeah. with that, with the scripting and everything, there's a lot of there's a lot of foreshadowing in this one that we can talk about. Yeah, for instance, the uh, the video game, The Wild Gunman, uh, foreshadows uh, part three. And it's like you use your hands to play video games like that's some, you know, foreign concept, you know, by the way, one of those kids, Elijah Wood. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, and you and, pointed this out uh, during the watch party, Dolan, about uh, about that scene that alternate Biff is watching with those yeah. two ladies in the hot tub. Yeah, he's watching uh, Clint Eastwood movie, which I was going to look it up, but I forgot to double check which movie it was where he's wearing the bulletproof vest and then spoilers for part three as we um marty does that same exact technique almost shot for shot yeah 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 it's amazing um the time circuits i i noticed this too like the time circuits were glitching out and temporarily showing january 1st 1885 on the date and doc's like i really gotta get that fixed (laughs) (laughs) you know um and this is something that I noticed. I, I didn't notice this until the second time I I watched this. But at the end of part three, when Marty, uh, you know, pretends to uh, to race the other the guy in the other car. Right. Neil's one of the weirdest characters in this entire series, yeah. by the way. <laughs> uh, played by played by Flea from the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was Flea. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, just, it's just such a weird character. Yeah. Because any version of Needles, even the adult one, you're like, you're skeevy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, but, yeah, uh, yeah, but, 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 yeah. But so I noticed that. And, and Marty makes the point I almost could have crashed in the, into that Rolls Royce. And that, and literally they talk about that in part two when they're in the future, yeah. like um, older Lorraine talks about how marty crashed into a rolls royce and how it changed his life forever you know like that that was immense foreshadowing of of the third movie because that didn't come until the end of the third movie even like (laughs) yeah totally like yeah talk about foreshadowing for that like wow (laughs) uh so i want to talk about some of my favorite moments of the movie and they i know uh marty actually uh points this out too like there's a lot of deja vu in this movie <laughs> yeah um yeah. and uh we mentioned it earlier uh 
So they actually got a different actress. So this is interesting. They actually got a different actress to play Jennifer in the second and third movie uh, because I and uh, apparently uh, Claudia Wells, um, the uh, the actress who played Jennifer in the first movie, actually had to turn down the role for personal reasons. But she actually did plan on reprising her role, so they just had to recast it. Uh, so Elizabeth Shue got the part of Jennifer in the second and third movie. Here's what's weird, though, is like she she wasn't she wasn't really she doesn't appear much in the films like it's it's one of those weird things like so they so it it's weird so like she uh she wasn't really around for the first movie even like uh, and like by the time you actually like revisit her like like they leave her behind on that porch swing in part 2 doesn't get back to her until the end of part three (laughs) you know pretty much like they left they left her hanging for quite a while there (laughs) um you know granted she wasn't really around a lot for the first film either so i mean there's that too but um but uh but because they got a new actress to play uh jennifer they had to reshoot the ending of the first movie because literally in part two, we we actually pick up right where we left off on in the first movie. And it was like, wh- that's what's weird to me is that part one, like it, it feels like there was a sequel planned even at the end of the original Back to the Future, right? Even see, though there wasn't. See, your brain is where unfortunately the general public's brain went because they put that entire ending in as a joke, just an absolute joke that they had no intention of making a second movie. In fact, I'll go ahead and put the little factoid that we've gotten here for the next bit. Mm -hmm. If I think it was uh, the director or something that was talking and said, if they had actually been planning a part two, there's no way in heck they would have put Jennifer in that car. Right. And <laughs> they had to deal with it. Right. Yeah. They had to figure out a way to basically like write a way to include her in the movie, but then like figure out a way to, uh, <laughs> to make it, you know, like, yeah, because I'm sure that was like so annoying for them to have to figure that out because because <laughs> it's like they didn't plan for that. So yeah. essentially they made this joke thinking, I ah, will put Jennifer in the car. Who cares? And then the general public kept on going, well, when are we going to get part two? I was like, What do you mean? When are we going to get part two? That was a joke. Oh, I just, <laughs> you kind of told us you were making a sequel. And then they were like. Well, shoot, we could we gotta make a sequel, apparently. <laughs> and it's like, there were so many people asking about it that it was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will, I will say, uh, so Doc gets some skincare done so that Marty would recognize <laughs> him. Like, he looks the same. I don't understand what that was about. It's essentially them getting rid of Christopher Lloyd's prosthetics so he doesn't have to wear them anymore. Because mm-hmm. he does have some wrinkles and stuff like that that they put in his face. So they were like, hey, Chris, you want to make a joke where it's like that way we can peel this stuff off your face and you don't have to sit in the trailer and get it put on you all the dang time? Yeah, sure. Here we are. Ah, uh, OK. No, that's that's interesting. OK. Uh, 
Here's here's the thing that I kept asking. I'm like, uh, or like saying, I was like, who knew that the time space continuum relied on a damn sports almanac? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely yeah. seems that like the continuum in, in Back to the Future, as opposed to other franchises, is is just is like a teeter, not teeter totter, uh, just hanging the balance by a thread. <laughs> yeah, there but- is. There is a card game that is based on uh, Back to the Future. It is, uh, it's designed by the people that make the game Flux Looney Labs, for anyone that knows them. Um, and it's got the entire timeline spread out. And you have to do things to make your version of the timeline, because you are characters from different versions of different timelines in the Hill Valley timeline. If you ever play that game, you realize really quick how much different things in that timeline hinge on each other. You've never laid it out until it's in a grid in front of you and go, oh my God, they literally made this linear mess of a timeline that if you change this, this happens. If you change that, that'll happen. If you switch yeah. this back, it'll switch back. It's it's amazing all of the little pieces together that they put that if you pull one thread the wrong way it starts just unraveling yeah, yeah the, the, di- the dice through time board game is very similar to that but a little bit different a little bit different but yeah it's like yeah, yeah. but like compare that oh, by, well. compare that to bill and ted like compare it to bill and ted right <laughs> where basically bill and ted basically <laughs> take like all of these historical <laughs> figures from their time period and bring them into present day and it's like that doesn't mess up the time space continuum, but them bringing a freaking almanac <laughs> back to <laughs> 1955 messes up the whole thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, what what were the bros doing though? The bros were just doing a report for school, man. Yeah. Uh, Marty decided to be a greedy a hole. That's why. It, <laughs> that's why there was yeah. a difference. <laughs> yep, yep. Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> Uh, that's the other thing. I'm just hanging out with Socrates. I'm not trying to make some money here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yes, I did do it bad on purpose, like they yeah, did. <laughs> yeah, introducing yeah, introducing uh, uh, Beethoven to modern modern keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no. Go check out the Bill and Ted episode that I did with uh, Brian Coford. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Doc and Marty. Uh, here's the thing. Doc and Marty really need to get better security or higher security in the first place. Like first, they just leave Jennifer behind in that alleyway and almost lose her when the police take her back to her home in the future. <laughs> By the way, uh, I love that line. Uh, it's like 46. That's one hell of a facelift. <laughs> By the way, looking at that USA Today cover. Do they only have two police officers in Hill Valley? Because look at the cover, then look at the people that pick up Jennifer. It's the same people. <laughs> yes. Oh man! I, I yeah, and I even think like in the Lord, like that police, the police officer for the future. I think they're like the they're the daughters of the police officers from like previous timelines. Oh, oh, oh that is me. crazy! Yeah. I, that is incredible. Although there was one useless police officer during the hoverboard chase that I noticed was standing right in front of the clock tower. There's a kid stuck on a hoverboard trying to get away from these clear thugs that are chasing after him. No, 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 no. He's just standing there staring at the kid that's stuck on the pond, not trying to help him off of it or anything. Just Just strolling around. Nothing to see here. (laughs) 
Uh, um, speaking of that, like, you know, like, it it also, like, they really need to hire security to watch the DeLorean, because Biff just steals the DeLorean! (laughs) Like, just, yeah, makes up with it. Marty was told to stay in the car, and he walks away, stands in the street for how long? Yeah, I know. Biff gets in... Like how does God. how do you let that happen? Like, oh man. Uh, but then again, like Marty makes some questionable decisions a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, how old is he supposed to be? He's still like seventeen, what? I think. Yeah, cut him some slack. Your brain doesn't develop. Okay, until okay, sure. At least. Yeah, I, so. yeah. All right, I, fine. I, I like to use the DD terms. Uh, he's high intelligence, not high intelligence, but like low and uh, high wisdom, low intelligence. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, high wisdom, low intelligence. I like that. Uh, speaking of Biff, by the way, um, Sam, you had mentioned this, and like, I, I, I totally see the resemblance now. I didn't, I didn't notice this when I was watching the movie, but it turns out um, the writers. Act, you said that the writers actually said that Biff is supposed to be based on Donald Trump. Like, talk about that. Yeah. yeah, and this is pre-politics, so don't don't plug your ears and go, "Oh no, we're dealing with that." No, we're not. We're not. We're not going to touch politics or anything. Sure, like that. right. Trust me, guys. But but way before he had a political career, or even way before he had a reality television career, people had opinions about Donald Trump. They just weren't that mainstream at that point. I mean. Uh, occasionally he was a character on Saturday Night Live, for instance, because since they were based in New York, they, of course, made fun of New Yorkers sometimes, and one of the most famous ones there was, was Donald Trump. So some people got to know of Donald Trump strictly from them making fun of him on Saturday Night Live, of all places. But Mm -hmm. essentially, people had opinions of him before then, but it wasn't that well-known. So yeah, whenever they had to come up with the idea of Biff being this mogul that made all this money and stuff on his bets and had a gigantic tower and stuff like that. They thought, you know what? Trump, let's base him on Trump. Cause Trump at that point, I think did have a tower that had his name on it and stuff right, like that. Yeah. Like the main things that most people know about now after they've dug way too much into him, right. uh, it's pretty much, you know, standard practice now but at the time it was kind of a subtle reference that some people flat out did not get (laughs) yeah and 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 biff's like kind of tower is yeah basically like like that's basically trump tower right is essentially what that is yeah um here's one thing i gotta know it's like why does everyone have guns in the 1985 uh you know biff controls everything timeline you know looking like chicago almost uh you know and like i i don't i don't understand that right like why does why did why does why does everyone have guns what is this chicago (laughs) sorry sorry to everyone who's chicago sorry bk uh but yeah (laughs) biff biff running things should tell you everything you need to know actually with that one i mean it's a bit hand wavy for me to say that but Come on, look at who's in charge. It's Biff. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, a, he's two craps. Yeah, he's aggressive. He's you know he's legitimately you know uses the uh, has the um he pulls a gun on on what's supposed to be his step kid. Yeah, yeah. without <laughs> with, without hesitation. Yeah, without hesitation. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Is like like they because they have all the houses that are like where they were from you know alternate 1985 timeline, but like all the houses like like but basically everyone's shooting everybody else like and everyone's not where they're supposed to be, and then they got like broken cars on the street. And then I guess the more, I don't know, sophisticated townsfolk live in this mega Trump Tower, I guess. I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not I'm not quite sure how that works exactly. You know, wouldn't be the first science fiction thing that's set up that way to where the little people are out on the street and then the high and mighties are in the tower. But no one biffs ego. I bet the only people that live in that tower are him and his security and like everyone else in Hill Valley can rot as far yeah, as he's concerned. It, it seems like it seems like it was very much like a casino hotel mixture yeah. that just was like, if you want to visit, give me money, give me money, give me money. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I love how Marty's first concern when he wakes up and he sees it, <laughs> he sees his mother and his first concern is about how big her boobs are and not, oh, I don't know what happened to George McFly, his father, right? Like his first concern is, uh, is his mother's breast implants. <laughs> I mean, culture shock. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, fair. I guess that makes sense. Um, Which that, that all seem again, you could really see as like a, reminiscent of the scene where he, where that same person wakes him up in 1955 right in the first yeah, movie there yeah. are great there are great running gags through these movies where the same scene like literally the same oh, scene happens yeah. multiple times with multiple things is like and in know, multiple so timelines too <laughs> yeah yeah part totally. three yeah again part three the whole wait, marty has that same thing happen to him yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh I will say too the fact that Marty knows how to get into the window of his room suggests to me uh, <laughs> suggests to me that Marty has gotten into some shenanigans in his spare time before because <laughs> he knows exactly how to climb into the window precisely. Yeah. Again, I think we talked about this a little bit in part one whenever me and you were talking about it, but Marty's kind of supposed to be a bad boy, right? You know, he's not he's not bad boy like Biff bad boy, but, you know, respectable bad boy, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was one of the weird archetypes that we had in that time period is that, yeah, you're a bad boy, but we still like you as a bad boy, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, seemed, I wonder how much of that that bad that shenanigans he gets into is because he was called chicken. Oh <laughs> right, yeah, because so oh. many things go wrong when people call him chicken or yellow in <laughs> part three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody calls me chicken needles. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bringing out your uh, Alex Jones there a little bit, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit because I was trying to get older Marty, right? But yeah, like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I I love how like uh someone in 2015 is trying to save the clock tower and Marty's just like some uh, some other time okay not now some other time <laughs> yeah which is beautiful like I almost didn't notice that line until you pointed out oh what that's the best pun ever they just slid that right in there <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it's so subtle that if you if you don't catch it yeah you'll totally miss it it's but it's so funny um and here's the thing this movie is interesting because even though they go to the future, right? 
they still have to go back to 1955 and fix the almanac situation. And it's, and it's interesting to me that like, I love that like the movie kind of ends the same way as the first, right? Like it, it ends in kind of the same way, but it is different, right? Like it's yeah. a different spin on it, but it is essentially the same ending. If you think about it. Yep. Um, and another shot for shot remake. They're like two right. in the same movie and they're dang similar. Like I have never so similar, watched them, but they're still I've never watched great. them side by side to see, but like I, I almost don't want to in case I destroy the, <laughs> cause there's gotta be like tiny little insignificant differences, right? There's right. no way that they got it perfect, but right. I almost don't want to ruin the illusion for myself because it feels <laughs> pitch perfect to me like they did everything yeah. correctly when we when we when we talked about pulp fiction one of the things that they ha- there was a youtube cut of somebody made of um of jules and Vern in the uh, or not jules i'm thinking of back to the future still um yeah, yeah. but uh but like i and i'm blanking on the two main characters now but uh but like right. they had a uh they had like a youtube cut of um uh, of samuel l jackson and john travolta and at the end of the movie, and also um, <laughs> the t- the couple, the robbers at the beginning of the movie, like it was basically like shot for shot, like they cut it to the exact same points in those two shots. And right. I have to imagine that somebody has has done something similar for this on YouTube. I have to imagine that that's yeah. the case. I yeah. swear I've seen it. I swear I've seen someone like try to edit all these to like one continuous movie. Mm hmm. Because it would be not hard, just maybe cut out some of the credits. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Doc tells Marty to be inconspicuous when he's hiding from 1955 Biff, and does the complete opposite of that. <laughs> I'm just like so much for that. <laughs> uh, I, I, and then uh, he, he like he runs into uh, his. Uh, he, he Marty runs into himself and talking to um his mother and he's like uh, and uh Lorraine is like I'm going to let my kids do anything they want. He's like I'd like to have that in writing. <laughs> I, the, it was two layers of it cuz it's him in the car leaning over and muttering I'd like to have that in writing. And then he looks up at himself and says, me too, buddy. And keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. I have to imagine I'm not a parent myself, but I have to imagine every parent has had that moment in their lives, you know, (laughs) probably it's like as much as we look at, I think a lot of people don't like thinking about this because it skeeves them out. I mean, not particularly, but you, you have to imagine that your parents at some point, were kids right Mm -hmm. you know they they had things that they had to learn were dumb ideas just like all of us have to grow up and learn up the third that some things you look back on and go god i was dumb for thinking that that was a smart idea what the heck was i thinking you know sort of thing everyone has that 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 2020 hindsight and parents are mortal like the rest of us they're not gods so there's there's definitely things that this this movie makes you go, yeah, I bet your parents have something like this going on too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I one of the most satisfying uh, scenes is that um, he burns the almanac. Marty burns the almanac with Biff's matches from the alternate 1985. Like that's so satisfying, yes. right? 
Uh, I will say, too, uh, when they get to the end, notice that it doesn't say to be continued. It says to be concluded. They did not want that problem again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So, yeah, they wanted to wrap things up with that. Um, what's interesting, too, is like at the end of the second movie, they actually show a preview of the next movie inside the movie like it almost seems like tv at that moment though it's not movie like i will say too like i'm i'm actually kind of pissed about that too because the preview actually kind of gives away some like important plot points right it does i was kind of thinking that whenever i saw that i was leaning back and at first i wasn't clicking on things because well i've seen three so and then i thought about it for a bit and i went for will not having seen this before that's actually a lot of things in that movie like even like a major cameo which we'll talk about in the third uh in more detail uh but it's one of those things where i sat there and went wait (laughs) this is a (laughs) lot of stuff this isn't it 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 really is one of those spoilerific trailers that people get annoyed at nowadays occasionally like wow yeah i wonder if that i wonder if that was in the original release because yeah it was i it it, well because the the version we watched literally had uh coming summer 1990 in in it so yeah it was in the original cut of the movie right oh yeah it was in my digital copy too yeah 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 So, yeah, so that's actually in the copy of the movie, a preview of the next movie. So that's crazy. Which they could do because they were, like I said, making both of them at the same time. So they actually had the footage to put it together. Right. Which then which then makes me wonder if that's not part of why specific things were in there, because it was like, well, here's the footage we have. So I guess we'll put this together. (laughs) That, Mm -hmm. That could be it all we know instead of like a specific choice right all right uh speaking of part three we're about to talk about part three any uh final thoughts that you had before we wrap things up no just it's it's where we're going to talk about this more on part three next week but it's it's Mm -hmm. really amazing how these movies are put together and two just sets that linchpin in place for you to then and part three have that explosion of oh my god all of this just comes together beautifully so it'll be fun to be talking about that yeah absolutely um anything else stolen no nothing major again will will, um not will uh sam's pretty much said it all it's like yeah everything this movie just both brings up stuff in the second one teases the second one and just leads just an amazing trilogy and just tells an amazing story throughout the whole time yeah Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's go around the horn real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do some plugs here. Uh, Dolan, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, twitter.com slash wormall3 and instagram.com slash wormall3. Okay. And and Sam? You can find all my content at tscn.tv. And if you want to find my socials, you can go to Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, all of those at Sam. Right on. Of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with with myself and fellow listeners, I stream our reactions on Twitch, twitch.tv slash is one And the Patreon uh, folks always have access to it after the fact. If you can't make it, patreon.com slash is one to support the show. 
discord.cinemavention.com if you want to uh, join the discord server and talk with fellow listeners about the movie we discussed today you can send me an email email at cinemavention.com and visit our website to see all the previous episodes show notes and more that's cinemavention.com music has been provided by kevin mcleod you can check out his work at incompetech.com and we'll be back next week to discuss part three take care everybody and remember to be concluded we'll see you on the next one diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>